The process is black and white, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. Good morning, Devin. Good morning, Devin. So, ego was was one of the topics in the book. Uh, do you have an ego? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, and I'm actually struggling with it right now, uh, professionally, right? Um, because we're doing the place where I'm working. We're doing a lot of stuff that's just objectively. See, that's my ego speaking. <laughs> It's just objectively the wrong way to do to do stuff, right? And I'm like, this isn't how you, this isn't how it works, guys. Um, and uh, so I'm uh, kind of struggling with that a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and like trying to find that balance of keeping my mouth shut at appropriate times and pushing uh, towards progress at appropriate times, right? Um, and improving things uh, and still doing my best work, right? Within the constraints that are set for me, which are like, eh, we don't really care about these things. We care about these things. Yeah. Um, and so figuring out where you land and, and trying to, uh, you know, accept certain, maybe I would call them shortcomings or bad ideas, you know, whatever you want to call them, um, <laughs> right? And that's a challenge and I'm definitely, definitely going through that a little bit this these chapters were were useful for those reasons how about you yeah. um absolutely you know one of the you know i mean we all do like anyone sure. that doesn't you know you might have a more of an introverted ego where you 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 say it you know to yourself mm-hmm. versus right out loud i would say for years i had a very extroverted ego um most people would say i swear i know everything um was most of my like teenage formidable years there was uh, how most of family and friends spoke to me. Um, but, yes, I do. And one thing that I really loved about in this chapter was he talked about kind of like controlling it. Like it's a necessary part of, of anything, especially business. You know what I mean? Like it's necessary. But you also have to be able to control it and use it. You know, like it's like energy, you know, and and. With energy, some sometimes you got to know how to control it. You don't want to use it at the wrong time because you may need it later. Um, there's a lot of important elements to all the emotions. And I think ego is an important one. It gives you confidence. It gives you swagger. It gives you the ability to believe that you can do things, which is half, probably sometimes 90% of the battle. But there are certain things that are very important that you don't really have the knowledge of or strong knowledge of. And when eagles become eagle becomes your enemy, is when you go in overconfident on things that you actually don't really know what the hell you're doing. Well, if you add into that, right, there were there was the the whole chapter about understanding the team, 
mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. understanding like the mission right was yeah. sort of like, with the framework around the chapter was basically mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. right but it was really about having the individuals on the team understanding the goals of the business and how what their charge is what their is towards moving that right and, man those it's two important. things are they're super related because you have opinions about the way the world should work Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's great. That's your ego speaking. Right. But yes. then like when the boss says, well, I, we need to do this. You need to be like, well, I want to do this, but, but okay, well, why are we going this direction? And how yes. can I help? And why is it important for me to change, to do those things? It's hard stuff, but it's important. It is important. It's like, you know, if you, it's one of the reasons why here I go, I'm, I'm going on to my old man stuff here. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why I'd say, basketball for instance has truly watered down a little more where like guys to me come in and out of the league you know constantly there's stars born and then they go somewhere else and you're like whatever happened to that player right Right. because there's this culture nowadays where everyone is is basically their ego is pretty much like inflated like crazy there's this AAU culture where it's all about finding the team that you can be the guy on. It's not about winning. It's just about where can I go to shine and to be the star and to take all the shots and to, and to you know, be the head guy, right? Like, that's what it's all about now. You know, mm-hmm. so as they go to college, it's the same thing. How many great players have we had get drafted or, or let's say really good high draft picks that didn't even make the friggin' tournament? You know what I mean? Just like they just go to wherever to shine just for one year, and then they go to the NBA, you know, because there's this missing culture where in order to be a part of a team, you know, a lot of times you got to let your ego go. You have to be willing to do whatever the role is that fit that, that you fit into on that team. You might be, hey, you might be just as good of a scorer as me, but if I'm a better rebounder than you, and I'm a better off-ball player than you, even though I might be on-ball just as good as you, I need to fit in that off-ball role because it actually makes the team better. You know what I mean? Because if you were off-ball, we wouldn't be as good because you're more of an on-ball player. You know what I mean? Like there, There's those yeah. aspects that people just don't buy into. Sometimes it's not saying you're bad at something. Sometimes it's just saying you're better than this guy on your team at that other thing. And the, and the puzzle pieces don't fit. You know what I mean? If if we do it the other way. Dude, I'm, I'm laughing over here because I was listening to a to Seth Godin's podcast. Okay. Just the, just the other day. Yeah. And he, and he was like, you know, the reason that Brazilians are so good at soccer is because what they play when they're five, six, seven, eight, nine years old isn't actually soccer. It's a game that looks a lot like soccer. It has a lot of the same fundamentals as soccer, but it's completely different. And it's all about passing and moving as a team, moving as a unit. Like that, like the game is named different. It's for kids. Parents get excited about, but the fundamentals, the goals of the game are different. Mm. And then all of the sudden, once you're big enough to start playing soccer, the stuff that you learned in those early years immediately translates to those team values that you need. And then now you can start working on the individual performance stuff that, that matters once you're 11 or, you know, Mm. I I don't know the specifics of it. 
I love and the I, sound of that. And I was just like, dude, that's exactly the way to do it, right? Like, instead of having, you know, uh, like, it, it, I don't know how many, but when I was a kid, <laughs> when you played basketball, right, you weren't shooting at a 10-foot rim, right? You, were, you weren't shooting with a full-size ball. You were doing this other thing. So th- these values that we have, like, that's the, that's the way you teach it, you know what I mean? You change, change, the, uh, change the shape of what the goal is. Absolutely. Well, I do it at practice. It sucks that I'm coaching, as you guys know, I'm coaching, you know, third and fourth graders. And at practice, we have a rule. I don't count any baskets when we scrimmage that are unassisted. Like, right. if it's not an assisted basket, it doesn't count. Yeah. So you can score all you want by yourself. But if it isn't off of an assist, it doesn't count. But it doesn't really help us for the game because once the game starts, the kids want to win. And passing for them is like literally a death sentence. Yeah, it's a high risk. For, yeah, it's for, a high risk. for a fourth grader. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Yes, it's a high risk. Yes, very high risk for third and fourth graders. So when the game comes, they want to win. And it sucks because then I have to like – all right, I got to change it up a little bit. So I got to, like, coach these two styles. Like, hey, I want to make the kids better. So when we scrimmage, we talk about assisted points only. But when I talk about the game before practice is over and how we're going to play in the game, I got to, like, tell the kids who aren't quite as good as dribbling, hey, you're going to stand in corners. And uh, and if you get a pass, I want you to take one step in and just shoot it. Like, I don't even really want you passing a ball because – you're, it's probably going to be a rough pass that's going to right. send us the other way. So I'm like having a coach in these two philosophies that like it, it would be, be better service for the kids if it just was, it, hey, every was, team. If it was, hey, the goal, the goal is to – or every team, yeah, sure. Yeah. But even, mm-hmm. even better than that, if the goal was everybody needs to be in a certain place and you get three points – Somehow. Oh, right? like, yeah. If, not so even scoring. It was so more of the spacing. If the spacing is right. If the spacing is, is right, that would three points. So that you're no longer better. even – it's no. It, it's similar to basketball, right? You still have to dribble. You still have to do these things. But the defenders have to stop you from getting to your spot. Yes. Right? That and actually the, would be much better. Like that, all of a sudden, it's, it's no longer about shooting. Because who cares? Yeah. What you learn shooting when you're in it's, fourth grade doesn't apply. It. Because most of it is about most of the kids that can't shoot, they're just not strong enough yet. Yeah, they're and just, you're and they're just little. They're littler kids. And even if you practice uh, free throws, a you're whole not going to hit the rim. Yeah, it's not going to change anything. Yeah. They don't so even you, hit the in, rim. Yep, play a play a different game. Play a, a game that game. that teaches the values that you need at the next level. Absolutely, you know? and that and that is that is basically a lot of that applies to this book, man. Dude, it's the you same, know, it's the same it, exact it, it's, thing. Yep. It's so much pers- So can I tell you that this book ha- has activated me at work like crazy. So it, it literally, I went in last week. Here's what one of, you know, I went in last week. And it's early. But I decided to, you've worked where, where I, you mm-hmm. know, managed now. Mm-hmm. And you know that one of the things in that environment is you, 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 in the old way that we did it when we were there, there was expectations. Everybody had a responsibility. It was very clear. It was laid out. You know, we tasked people out for certain responsibilities 
And it was your job as an individual to be responsible for finishing your responsibility. You know, like point, you know, in your case, a lot of times you, you were, you were the box guy. You were the guy who yep. handled all the milk. So whether you were at night, whether you were in the morning, you tend to be, you know, that tend to be your responsibility, but you knew that at a certain time, that was your goal to have this completed. You know what I mean? Yeah. It had to be. Well, my store, we never really established that. And I, there's been so many other things that I've had to focus on that I hadn't gotten around to establishing that. And we, when we started out as a slower volume, so there, there hadn't been as much of a need to establish that because the challenge wasn't that difficult, right? Well, we're now in a store that is a bigger volume. Where, where I want to order more product, but people are afraid so because we're we're not able to handle the volume that's coming in right now. Right. And it's mainly because we have not established the expectations of how we're going to handle that. This has to be done by 7, not 7.30. Exactly. And and this only takes one person to do this, not four. And, yeah. and we now need to stop thinking that we're going to have four people helping me take care of this job that takes call, calls for one. And so we implemented that in and it all of a sudden one of my one of the managers that I kind of spoke to, I spoke to every manager, let them know like it was we were we were extreme ownership, man. I was talking in all the language. You got to own it's on us. We got to own it. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to lay expectations down for each individual player and it's going to eliminate the conversation of the talk and all of that. But at the end of the week, one of them was like, man, in, in two days, you, the whole story got fixed. And of course, that's like an over, you know, it's an sure. overstatement. Sure. But I think what was felt is that when you have expectations and, and ownership and responsibility that you can kind of give to each individual, what it did was it released the pressure on them because for the longest they've been the only ones with responsibility and ownership. It's just been them. They've just been the leader. And, uh, yeah, I didn't teach that. I talked about it for months, but I never actually sat down and wrote it out for them and actually showed them what that looked like. Yeah. And so, you know, I took my accountability. I even apologized to each one of them True, for not doing it. this sooner yeah. because I should have showed them what it looked like. And once I showed them, now it's like, oh, wow. I get it. And it's been working like flying colors, man. Love it. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm in my own my extreme ownership bag like crazy right now. Nice, that's good, that's good. Yeah, yeah and, uh, you know, he's got other books too. So so when you're done this one, if you need to get a couple others so that you get some more uh, more tricks in the bag, you know, yeah. that's a good way to go. Yeah. So we got to make this a short one because I got to bounce to a meeting. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, real quick, touch base on – how your health stuff's going? We got a couple of health goals. Yeah, went good this week. Um, got you know, on the bike. Got on the bike. You know, we're doing pretty good still. You know what I mean? So it's it's. Uh, I don't really know if I've you know what I've lost or whatever, but you know, definitely been way more conscious. Haven't really been haven't really been messing with sugar much at all. Um, yeah, it's been good, man. Yeah. You know, Same so, for me. I was see. pretty. I was productive like crazy, except for Sunday. Sunday, I just kind of, dude, I enjoyed my day and, and As you took it off. So some, sometimes I think that that's appropriate. But other than that, you know, and, and 
doing a good job with yeah. that sort of stuff. I'm glad to hear, uh, for what it's worth, that you're not worrying about like the results right now, right? Like, yeah, no. Nah, there's a bunch sure. of stuff you're gonna have to change, right, in order to not have that scare like you had before, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. And you know how to do it. None of it's complicated, but adding it in piece by piece is gonna get you there. And then yeah. you can start worrying about goals and numbers and measurements and all that other stuff, right? But right, right. now, it's just get the habits. Exactly. I just uh, just stepped into the gym. I'm, I'm going to start playing basketball again. A much much more old and slow version of it. Old man basketball. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to. You don't jump. I uh, know. I got to figure out that part because I'm, I'm a 100-miles-per-hour guy. Just I'm diving jump. for loose balls. I'm all of that, and I, I got to get out of that. So I'm, I'm going to figure it out and figure out how to get out of overdoing it and yeah. being a crazy, you know, 30, almost 40-year-old dude that's, like, wearing freaking wristbands and, you know, lacing them up like I'm playing for in the finals. So, nah, yeah, got to figure jump. it out. Yeah. <laughs> so that starts this, this week. I'm actually going to the gym, and I'm going to just take my time, try to play it safe. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, like play 21 or something. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. I'll start so, off just warming up. Just get yeah, e- easy games. Yeah, yeah. St- Stuff you can do and you can be like, ah, no, no thanks, I don't want to run. Yep, you yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a lot of that. Or, or I'm going to have to run and just be like that guy trailing everything, just getting a little workout in, you know, catch and shoot corner guy. You know what I mean? I'm going to have to be P.J. Tucker on offense and like James Harden on defense is what I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> last time, last time I played uh, full court basketball was before, but just before we moved out here. And uh, oh yeah, I remember you were telling me you were getting yeah. some runs in. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, we were, we were playing. It was pretty fun. Um, but each game, I would like find the other guy that was that didn't really want to do it. <laughs> that was like, I'm here, but like it's really important that I don't get hurt. <laughs> Yeah. And I'd be like, hey, what are, you, what are your goals in this game? And I would, like, straight up ask him. And he'd be like, well, I want to run. I want to have some fun. I maybe want to take a couple shots, but mostly I don't want to get hurt. And I'd be like, perfect. I was like, let's just focus on I'll guard not you, you guard me. Good. We're not going to get hurt. I'm never going to drive to the lane, right? I'm not, we're never – and we're going to take – you know, we're going to – we're going to – and so I'm going to give you, like, you know, couple, I'm going to yeah, give you yeah, one of these. Little, I'll yeah. put – Put my hand contest. up when you're yeah, when you're yeah. shooting, but I'm not like contest. gonna go for the block, right? I'm gonna give, I'm gonna put a, thing, a hand in your face. Yeah, yeah, Just a little, and, little uh, half so, contest. Yeah, I played probably it was probably five games that I ended up playing before we ended up moving. But and uh, man, we would run. We would because I could run all day, right? So, yeah, yeah. so we would run a lot, and we would just. I would chase him. He would then chase me. I would chase him. He would, and then if I was open, I would get the ball and I might shoot or I might pass. Either way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we had a good time. Man. But you had to find you had to find the guy that was also had similar goals, right? Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't want any, to. Be, I don't want yeah. anything to do with the twenty three year old man. Now that's the crew. I'm I'm gonna roll with actually because I got some, you know me. A couple guys started talking. Now I now I gotta now I gotta take them out to the to the to the backyard and. Whoop on them a little bit because they started talking. <laughs> See if I still got it. You know, every store I go in, there's always one or two that get to talking, and I gotta, I gotta show them a little something yeah, just stay to quiet away, them. Stay up. away, stay away from the the 23 year old stuff. <laughs> I ain't got, I don't have it no more. This ain't armor. This ain't this ain't 27 year old Vernon no more. 26 year old Vernon. You can't pull out of me. You can't yeah, pull out true. Of me. Yeah, I know. So. That's why. Yep. All right. What else All you right, got? Man, anything? Well, 
Now that's it. Nah, Where can people nah, find man. us, man? They can catch us on theprocessesblackandwhite.com and they can search us on The Process Is and we'll come right up. All right. Talk to you next week. Yep. You got it, bro.